Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. Happy Tuesday. So grateful that you're tuning in and listening. Yesterday, I went into a little bit about my trip to Egypt and deconditioning and how it helped support me within that trip because of certain things that occurred and I could have reacted differently than I did. And I wanted to go a little bit deeper into the deconditioning because this is something that I have practiced for over 10 years. And this is something that I work with clients with one-on-one as well as with the Aligned Living Academy. And Alina and I focus on deconditioning with the integration as well in human design and the gene keys in a group aspect. And the reason why we really focus on deconditioning, and we've had many, many testimonials on the deconditioning aspect and gratitude for those that are practicing with us and doing the deconditioning, because we offer it both in a way that is a live format, where I give live meditations twice a month, and then there is a um, pre-recorded format that people can do on their own, and we really focus on trying these things out, implementing them and doing them with consistency so that you can release and let go of all those things that we've been conditioned to believe. And I wanted to go over a little bit of the way that we are conditioned because some people do not understand quite the way we're conditioned and they don't understand what it is that deconditioning can do for you or for humanity actually as a whole. So there are many ways that we're conditioning conditioned. There is social conditioning, which is where we are conditioned from a very young age to behave in ways that is socially acceptable, right? Our parents, teachers, authority figures tell us like what is right and what is wrong. And we learn to conform to their expectations And this is something that I have been diving into with being a parent. And I have noticed that parents, and this is normal, so there's no judgment here. And I just want to emphasize that. There is no judgment where you're at. It is about the awareness and that the time will be right when you're ready to shift. And if the time is never right, that's okay too. There is absolutely no judgment. The reason I talk about these things is because it's a new perspective for some. Maybe it's maybe you've heard this for some and you tried practicing it, but you haven't really been able to find a way to stay consistent. 
or maybe this is totally new and it's an aha or maybe it's totally new and you roll your eyes and think it's bullshit, right? So wherever you're at, there is no judgment. So conditioning, I've been working with my daughter with social conditioning and the reason I'm focusing on this is because, you know, as parents, we, at least I did, I can say this, as a parent, I felt judged if my kids didn't listen to me. I felt judged as a bad parent. I had no control. I was suppo supposed to control my kids. First of all, I will talk about that in a bit. We do not control our kids. I will say that right now. They're human beings. We are not here to control our kids. We are here to help them make decisions that support them. And when they don't, to support them and love them anyway. We are not here to control our kids. Um, but it goes into the, what do people think of me? If my children don't listen to me out in public, or if my child cusses, or if my child reacts in a way that is rebellious towards me, or if a child won't listen to me in public, or will not obey, these things are conditioning. They're conditioning because it's conditioned that children are supposed to listen to the parent just because. It is conditioned that you are to be on your best behavior in front of people. How many have heard of yet? Be on your best behavior. What is that teaching our children? What is that? I mean, even you as adults, you may even feel this right now on your best behavior in front of people, but then at home, it's shit. You're, you're a mess. You, you, you can't understand emotions. You don't express your emotions, or maybe you're angry, or maybe you drown your sorrows and having a glass of wine every night, or maybe, I mean, there's so many ways that we pretend out in public so things look good, even on social media. Oh my goodness, don't even get me started on that with the pictures and all that kind of stuff. Everything's all good. No one knows the real truth. Nothing is all good, you know? And it's okay to be a mess. And it's okay to have emotions. And it's okay to say a cuss word out in public. And it's okay if you're stressed and you react a different way and all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I messed up. I'm going to apologize. It's not about being your best behavior out in public. Then there's cultural conditioning. Culture shapes beliefs, values, and behaviors, right? Our culture. We are conditioned to think and act in ways that are consistent with our culture's norms, and this is true. So our culture in, with even social media, the culture of social media, look at the pictures there. Even the culture, okay, let's go into business aspects with social media and the way that you have to be consistent to post. You have to be consistent in the way that you say things. You have to be consistent in the way that you put yourself out there. You have to be seen and heard. Otherwise, you will be forgotten. That's social conditioning as far as business aspects, as well as how we're supposed to be in business. And I love this conversation right now because how we're supposed to be in business. How many of you 
are trying to build a business or maybe have a business or maybe have a successful business but feel like, oh my gosh, I am burnt out. I do not want to be doing all the things all the time. I am stressed. I have no time. I thought a business was supposed to be fun. I've lost why I even started my business. I don't make enough money in my business. I'm not being seen in my business. No one understands what I'm doing because my wording isn't correct. There are so many social conditions with even business and the way that you put yourself out there and the way that you create your business is the hustle. With human design and what we teach at the Align Living Academy as well, it is not hustle. It's about tuning into your body, tuning into your authority, tuning into your strategy and trusting that you're going to be supported. And so many people may roll their eyes with this, but you know what? I've seen it. I'm it. I'm it. Annalena's it. The people that we have worked with is worked. It is true. It is not something made up. It is not something that won't work for you, but you have to trust and you have to do the work and you have to do the deconditioning, which is why we focus so much on deconditioning. Then we have family conditioning. So family, the family environment plays a huge role in shaping your personality and behavior, right? And when we learn to adopt those behaviors and values of the family, our members in our family, we conform to their expectations. So I'm going to tell you a not so big secret or not so little secret here. I have definitely been conditioned in some of the family aspect. However, I moved out at 14. I feel that I missed a lot of that conditioning because I wasn't there. I wasn't there after 14. I was on my own. I was living with friends. I was going from house to house. I was living by myself. I didn't have a lot of that conditioning during those years after 13 to 14. But there is a lot of conditioning that occurs within the family unit. And there's even conditioning that occurs if you go into the gene keys, there's core wounds that occur even while you're in the womb uh, from the years zero to seven, from the years 14 to 20 or 14 to 18, and then onward, you know, there's a lot of conditioning and there's core wounds that are created. And the gene keys are such a beautiful thing. If you haven't gone into them, I highly suggest going to the genekeys.com and running your activation chart. There is a huge awareness in these core wounds in the Venus sequence because it makes a lot of sense when you connect the way that you react to things in life because it shows the shadows. It shows the shadows, the gifts of the cities, of the core wounds. And as a mother, I tried, <laughs> when I first found out about the Gene Keys, I tried to make sure that my daughter did not have these core wounds, or I would work on these core wounds first with her so she was aware it doesn't happen. Everyone is here to learn their lessons. Everyone here is to work through their stuff. However, as a parent, knowing these core wounds and being able to support them in the way that you talk to them or give them space or let them have their tantrum, let them do their own work, then you are supporting them and shifting the karmic pattern of those core wounds. So family conditioning is also huge. Educational conditioning. The education system is designed to train students to think and behave in ways. Like how awful is that? To train our kids 
to think in a way, not to think expansively or use their imagination, but to think in a certain way so that everyone is uniformed and everyone knows the same thing. Everyone knows all the subjects, follows the rules, right? So there's ways that you can definitely move away from this. For example, you guys may remember I moved my daughter out of schooling and she goes to a school that has no curriculum. They are focusing on emotional knowledge, emotional well-being. And after they're able to learn how to work together, work through their emotions, express their emotions, take responsibility for their actions, then they get to choose what they want to learn. I truly wish I had this when I was younger. Having the ability to focus on the emotions and how to work through the emotions before you have to add in all the curriculum can be really grounding and can keep children from being lost, feeling frustrated, being overwhelmed. So. Think of the peer conditioning that is happening in the schools or even with adults. It still happens. There's economic conditioning. Our economic circumstances shape our behavior in many ways, right? We learn to value money to work hard and to consume products and services. So working hard, that was something that a lot of people are conditioned about right? It's about if you don't work hard, they don't make money. Oh, you have to work hard uh, to make a lot of money. Or, oh, they're such a good person. They work really hard. Like, why would anyone want a person to have to work hard their entire lives? Wouldn't you want them to not have to work hard and to be able to enjoy their life and still have the income that they need to support themselves and their family and to be able to do extra things? So economic conditions, how we feel about money, how we value our worth, how we value money, how we have a relationship or not with money. What do we use our money for? Do we spend it? Do we invest it? Do we invest it in ourselves? Or do we spend it on things? Do we give? Are we, are, are we of service? A lot of us are conditioned to believe the more money you have, the more money you spend right? Or the more money you have, the easier your life is. And then there's religious conditioning. Religious beliefs and practices shape worldwide and they influence behavior and judgment on others that they do not believe in the same thing as you do. We learn rituals, values, some people conform to religion, but there's a lot of conditioning as far as being different. What if someone has a, a different religious view than you? Does that mean they're less than just because they're different? I mean, if you look at this from different values, if a person looks different than you, does that mean they're less than and you can judge them? If a person has different religious beliefs, does that mean you can judge them? Does that mean they're they're different from you so that you can't hang out with them, you can't talk to them, you don't like them. Goes deeper. There's so many layers of conditioning. So many layers of conditioning. And that is the gift of 
the human design chart. So many people even condition themselves to the human design chart. And luckily, the way that I learned human design, I did not do that. Maybe it's because I had so many years of deconditioning beforehand, probably like eight to 10 years of deconditioning before human design found me. But so many people actually use the human design body graph and they condition themselves to what they see in it. So they see where they have definition and they condition themselves to that aspect and they conform themselves to those energies without taking in any other possibilities of expansion. The way that I love to use the chart with my clients is first, yes, deconditioning, going into the chart Noticing where you have definition, noticing where you have openness. Where do you have these beliefs that keep you stuck? Where did you receive them? We do all the deconditioning, right? And then after you do the deconditioning, then you do the, you look at the definition in the chart. What were your lessons here? What are you here to learn? What is your energy here? What is your purpose? What keeps you grounded? What is your generational learning? What is your Saturn? What is your Chiron return? These are all aspects. Saturn's your lessons. Chiron is the wounded healer. So then you go into those aspects and you learn these aspects and you connect with them and then you start moving towards them. But then it's the yes and. It's not like you stay stuck in there. It's like, okay. Then you go into the astrology aspects, go into the deeper layers. Wow. The astrology houses, the astrology signs. What does it, what do those archetypes mean? And then how can you use that information for you to help yourself to step into your purpose? And that goes even into the gene keys, which is prosperity, which is one of the reasons I named this podcast provoking prosperity, because we all have different ideas of prosperity and when you're able to do the deconditioning and do all the work in the human design chart and then implement what you learn about yourself and then step into the expansiveness of it you realize that it's it's yes and it's all of you and there's more and then the prosperity I love the gene keys because it goes into the DNA aspects it opens something up as you listen and see these activations on the, it takes place in the physical form. So when you see these things or hear these things about prosperity, about yourself, you just know it. And I can share mine. Mine is, um, my pearl is 37.4, which is very interesting to me because it goes into the mother archetype and uh, seeing vulnerability as a strength and helping parents or adults heal their trauma and heal their beliefs so that they can, let me get emotional, so that they can help their kids so they aren't as conditioned or they aren't as unhappy. So it's basically supporting others and mothering others with stretch and tension and pushing people with love to that expansion so that they heal themselves so that their children heal. And then it's in the fourth line, which is all about service. It's all about love. It's all about love, which is 
very interesting. This is going to be my last little tidbit on this. It's interesting that it is about love because most of my life I looked for love. I didn't love myself at all. I didn't value my worth. I didn't see anything good in me. I didn't even know why I was here. And because of that, I continuously chose things that proved to me that I was not valuable, that I didn't, I wasn't worthy. I didn't deserve goodness. I didn't deserve fulfillment. I didn't deserve love. And with that being in the fourth line in the jingi, it's all about love. It's about loving everybody. And I can truly say that now before I never truly trusted anyone from 14 up until about maybe 15 years ago and closer to even like eight years ago is when I'm fully stepping into it. But I didn't trust anyone but myself. I didn't love anybody. I didn't even love myself. And then as soon as I started doing this work and looking inward and healing and going deeper into things, I realized that actually that I'm here to love everybody. I'm here to unconditionally love everybody for where they're at in life and support them and be of service so that they can heal, that they can look within and true and find their true authenticity and love themselves wherever they're at. So that's the power of deconditioning. That is the power of going into the human design chart. That's the power of going into the gene keys. That's the power of going into the astrology. Not all at once. It's not about getting all the information because if you do that, you're not going to do anything. It's about the deconditioning first. So ask yourself, where are you on your deconditioning? Do you make it consistent? Do you see value in it? Do you understand what it's about? If you don't understand what it's about, reach out to me. Ask me. Send me an email. Reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what you're doing for your deconditioning. Let me know your ahas. Where have you come from? Where, what work did you do and where are you now? You know, the hero's journey, if you have one to share. I would love to hear it. I hope this resonated. I hope you took away something. I appreciate you. And on Thursday, I will be diving into some of the lines. I mentioned previously that I will be doing more teaching aspect. So on Thursday, I will be going into some of the lines in the profiles so that you understand what those are. So definitely take notes. If you're driving and you can't, please listen first and then re-listen again. And then I would also love if you could send me an email, if you have questions or reach out to me, connection, connection. Remember, it's that four line, connection, community, and love. That's my prosperity. So reach out. Thanks again. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Till next time. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. 
And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.